Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Tough one uh, against New York tonight. Um, yeah, just a huge disparity between the quality of both teams. Uh, Raptors losing 126 to 100 in uh, New York City. Obviously, the big story here tonight is the reunion. Uh, OG, Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn now on the side of the Knicks versus RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly uh, coming back to the Garden. Um, you know, just five players drafted and developed by both. Uh, well, I guess Precious was not drafted, but still, you know, still uh, five players who have mostly been synonymous with their one franchise is going back. But, um, I mean, you put that aside and, you know, as for the actual competition itself, wasn't much of a competition. Like, I think not not every game's going to be this bad, um, but it is kind of going to be a, a wins and losses, a wins and lessons uh, type of season. Uh, I just remember um, Ty, Ty Lu, uh in the home opener for the Raptors in uh, the 2018-19 season when the Raptors won the championship, uh, Ty Luce famously said after the game, you know, it's going to be wins and lessons for the Cavaliers this year. Uh, and, and it was. The Cavs won like 20-some-odd games. LeBron had just moved on. Um, and, yeah, it, it's it's going to be wins and lessons um, for, for the Raptors. And if they manage to string together three wins, you might get a pizza party. So it might be wins, pizza, and lessons. But... It's that type of deal. Um, Raptors shorthanded tonight. You, of course, you can always say that. Um, no Yaka Pirtle, Um And it continues to hurt them in terms of size, no doubt. But I think it also gives them a little bit of, like, you know, takes them off the, the hook a little bit. I mean, the Knicks also missed their starting center, too. Mitchell Robinson, who's also amazing as a rebounder. Uh, imagine if he was in this game, the Raptors probably would have gotten rebound, out-rebounded even worse than the performance tonight where you saw the Knicks secure 61 rebounds to 31 for the Raptors. 61 to 31. Um, and, of course, the Knicks just have a, a much better team, a much better roster. Their you know, intentions this year are to not just make the playoffs but to advance you know, one round, potentially even two rounds. Last year they made it past the Cavs in the first round, uh, lost in a competitive series to Miami. Uh, that's why they went out and got an OG Ananobi. Um, they wanted to upgrade and they wanted to keep making that push. And, you know, on the Raptors side, clearly the Raptors moving in this different direction, right? Like, just got rid of OG, got in RJ and Emmanuel, who, um, you know, are, are, have been able to step into the starting five and give the Raptors something different offensively. Of course, defensively, the Raptors have been just, um, you know, really, really leaky since the trade. I mean, last I looked, Raptors were 28th in defense since the trade, and the Knicks have been. Um, top two, maybe even one. Honestly, they look like top one tonight based on how they held the Raptors down. Um, you know, but still, you know, RJ and Emmanuel have been able to at least step in and give you some immediate production. Uh, and then you have to trade this week where Pascal Siakam has moved to the Indiana Pacers. Raptors unable to secure any long-term prospects, unless you really want to call, count Jordan Noir, but I mean, he's... I mean, he made his debut tonight because it was a blowout, and he came in for, with the third stringers, but only played three minutes tonight. Uh, we'll see if he's a long-term piece. I, I'm not entirely sure that, you know, that would be an accurate description uh, of sort of what he's done so far. This is, I believe, his third team so far in his career. Uh, so, in any case, we'll, we'll see if he, he grows into that position. But Bruce Brown is, is the immediate piece that comes back, and, you know, he's a solid player. There's no doubt, like... 
Um, it had a tough night tonight, bobbled the ball a couple times, you know, got into a bit of foul trouble, uh, you know, just it, couldn't knock down the three. You know, it, it happens. Um, but clearly he's a guy who can contribute. You already see a lot of trade interest for a guy like Bruce Brown. Um, so if the Raptors choose to move in that direction, which realistically, given that the position that the Raptors are in right now, which is just let's just tear down the team, might as well look, might as well make some calls. And, of course, it, you're not going to give out for nothing. But still, if someone offers you some value, I think you should look at it. Same thing goes for pretty much everybody on the roster outside of, you know, uh, four of the starters tonight. Um, you know, but still, uh, yeah, in terms of the day-to-day, the, the game itself, I mean, what can I say? I mean, at least the Raptors kept it close in the first half. It was only a two-point game for the Knicks uh, at halftime, and uh, Raptors could have even taken the lead cutting into half if um, Ju- uh, Julius Randle didn't bank in uh, a, a wild three right at the uh, final minute before halftime. But the Raptors did a decent job in the first half, just catching the Knicks by surprise, showing a lot of double teams. Um, you know, the Raptors basically played like a Nick Nurse-esque defense in a way, like really high, intense ball pressure. You know, the the, the, the pickup point was quite high for the Raptors. You know, they made it difficult for the Knicks to pass it around, showed a lot of double teams to Randall, showed a lot of double teams to Brunson. And you got to give the Knicks credit. They were able to, you know... Uh, when they didn't turn the ball over, they were able to set up really good shots. Like Julius Randle had 10 assists today as part of a triple-double. Uh, Jalen Brunson had 9 assists today in addition to scoring 38. Quality players, top two players in this game, you know, without a doubt. Like no one even on the Raptors was close to what they did. Um, but still, the Raptors did force a decent amount of turnovers. And when the Raptors forced turnovers, they were able to get on the fast break and they were able to score. I thought Scotty made some really nice passes in transition. Emmanuel quickly made some really nice passes in transition. RJ Barrett's a really tough transition finisher, uh, and so on and so forth. Like, you know, there there were like lots of positives in the first half from the Raptors. Of course, the Raptors also forced thirteen turnovers out of Knicks in the first half, and thirteen's like pretty much what the Knicks would average in a whole game. So um, you would have expected a professional team like the Knicks with with veteran experience with a obviously an extremely experienced coach in, in, in Tibbs to be able to adjust. And they did that. And uh, I thought, um, you know, their offensive execution in the second half was much, much better. Meanwhile, I think it was interesting because the Knicks was also showing a lot of pressure towards the Raptors. And if the Raptors had some half court success, it was because the Knicks were showing double teams to Scotty Barnes and to Emmanuel quickly at the point of attack. And the Raptors were able to play out of that decently for the most part, you know, getting the ball to the weak side to their shooters and Gary Trent. Um, getting it to guys like Jonte and, and Thad Young, who were basically ignored this entire game, uh, and they got it to them and, and in positions to make uh, baskets. You know, unfortunately, Thad is just not like that good <laughs> in that small ball center role. Even though he's been forced to play it uh, uh, as, as a virtue of the uh, the injury to Jacoperto and also just poor roster construction by the Raptors, um, and then Jonte, who continues to start. Had a difficult time finishing around the basket. I think you're starting to see a couple more limitations to the game, right? For a big, switchable for sure, um, and, and and has some really good shot blocking and 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 you know instincts are there. But uh, finishing down low, he doesn't really feel like um, he's going to dunk the ball very often, or he's going to finish strong very often. You know, more of a uh, lay it up off the glass. 
I, I feel like most guys who hoop in a t-shirt are like below the rim type of players. But in any case, Jonte, six points tonight, two of eight. Had a lot of op- open opportunities, just couldn't convert any of those. But still, the Raptors' ball movement was good. They, they got it to the weak side. You know, they got RJ getting downhill. First half, honestly, there was not many complaints. The second unit didn't come on strong, but, you know, you still got to see back-to-back threes for Grady Dick, for example, which was nice. Um, but yeah, second half came out, and the Knicks stopped double-teaming. Scotty, they stopped double teaming Emmanuel quickly nearly as much. And um, then the onus became okay, if they're going to stop doubling you guys, can they score? And the Raptors just could not really get scoring baskets from quickly, who only took eight shots tonight for 12 points. That has to be a, a lot higher. I understand that they double teamed them. I'm cool with that. He had 11 assists. That's awesome. Um, but I need to see that extra gear where it's like, okay, now that they've eased up the pressure, can you score and, and get your own? You know, I, you know, just to compare it on the cross the board, because one day eventually you would like to see him play at like a, you know, Brunson esque level. Brunson, by the way, is, is has been awesome, and we saw that here tonight. But you saw Brunson tonight, right? Like, okay, if the Raptors double team or whatever, fine, he he might get off the ball. By the way, when he's off the ball, he's gonna hunt for opportunities to get back onto the ball and catch and shoot. Um, but if the Raptors are guarding him not with a double team Brunson is looking to score and he's looking to create and he's getting downhill and when he scores he yells and he screams and he's getting into you know the 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 heads of his opponents and firing up his teammates and you know playing off the energy of the Knicks crowd which was awesome tonight that's the type of you know score that the Raptors eventually need quickly to be um you know of course the playmaking is nice like there's no doubt the playmaking is nice but the scoring level had to be there and it just wasn't there whether it was a lack of aggressiveness or the ability wasn't there or the intention or the play setup I mean of course you can point to everything but you know I mean a team like the Knicks for example the buck wouldn't stop like if if Brunson had 12 points in 31 minutes you know it'd be all over the papers the pressure would be on him all that kind of stuff of course it's, it's different for the Raptors right now they're in a developmental phase but that's the ideally the way you would want it to go Scotty kind of the same deal I mean nine points tonight four 14 shooting um, you know, I actually will give the, the, the officiating crew, a, a, a nice credit here. I, I think they called a really good game. I really enjoy the flow of this game. You know, if a lot of 50, 50 calls, they weren't really calling near the baskets. You want to call it, you know, it's was, it was called a little tight in the paint. And honestly, I'm fine with it because both teams trying to be physical and defend. Uh, I actually prefer that style versus like constant stoppages and guys in and out of foul trouble, whatever. Nobody really in foul trouble tonight, anything like that. But third quarter, the pressure eased off. Uh, of of Scotty and and there was more opportunities for him to get downhill and score for himself and there was at least three four instances where he's trying to get downhill he t- he eats a bump and instead of scoring through the bump and finishing through the bump he's you know a missing the shot but also b then complaining to the official throwing the hands up at one point he hurt his back but you know kept playing and you know yeah, I mean, again, there's, there should be no excuses. There really isn't. Like, uh, there's excuses now. There's excuses built in this whole season because it's like, well, I guess they waved the white flag. You know, essentially what Darko did in the middle of the fourth quarter, which was to bring in the third stringers, that's what Masai in the front office did uh, with the two trades in this past month with OG going to New York and Pascal going to Indiana. It's just, yeah, we waved the white flag, guys. Um, so, you know, it's just like, just like you wouldn't necessarily blame the third stringers for whatever they did, which in this case, the third stringers allowed Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn to look like Kobe and Shaq for like five minutes, which was uh, harrowing to say the least. But still, like, you know, whatever. You you understand it's inconsequential. It's kind of like that for the Raptors, you know, this season and just in general as a team, considering this is such a transition year. But long term, 
you know, the two guys that have been explicitly quoted by Masai, um, especially after that trade, there was that open gym clip that came out where Masai was calling quickly and he was saying, it's going to be you and Scotty and we're going to have a clean slate. Didn't even mention RJ in that, but, you know, whatever. It's a snippet from a phone conversation. Um, but clearly he identified Scotty and, and, and quickly. And, you know, tonight the top two versus the Knicks top two was was not even close. Brunson, 38 points, five rebounds, nine assists. Randall, 18 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists. Raptor side, Scotty with nine points, six rebounds, seven assists going up against Randall. And quickly with 12 points and 11 assists going up against Brunson. You're not going to make up that gap. That's why the Raptors lost this game. Like, you could point to a couple other things or, you know, like, uh, you know, the bench didn't really have great rhythm for a while or like RJ, you know, d- uh, for some reason just couldn't make any free throws today. He's kind of in like a weird slump shooting the ball. Um, one for three from three and also three of nine from the foul line. Um, but that's that's not why they lost. You know, it, it's, it, it's you know, the, the when you're talking about top-tier production, uh, it wasn't close. And, of course, I think the other thing, too, that bothers me to some extent um, is just, the, you know, the, the, the ability to play through physicality. So I think one thing I admire about the Knicks, um, especially just – any Tom Thibodeau team, but especially this Tom Thibodeau team with this roster on in this city and in, in this franchise with the Knicks, just a super physical, super physical team. They create the contact, they play through the contact, they don't uh, cry about the contact. They get and they're just tough, like all the way through. That's actually why I like watching this Knicks team. They're tough. Julius Randle is tough. He is he is going through your chest. He is looking to create. Uh, he is. Of course, you know, becoming better and better as a playmaker. Ten assists today was great. Seven turnovers, whatever. I mean, the Raptors did double-team him a lot. I'm, I'm not going to give him an excuse for that. But he was attacking. He was aggressive. And, you know, when he didn't have the ball or when when the Raptors, you know, uh, had to scramble and switch and, and he had smaller guys on him, he went to the glass. Seven offensive rebounds. Super physical, super tough. Brunson, about as physical and as tough as it gets for a point guard, honestly. Like, this guy's like, playing the angle. He's getting into your body. Um, you know, he's trying to take charges, you know, he's, he, he's just constantly trying to get downhill when he scores. He's like, you know, again, just hyping up the crowd, hyping up his teammates, just leading through that. Right. Uh, Hartenstein, super aggressive player. Once again, OG, I know we don't have to explain how physical OG is defensively, the, what the style of the game that, you know, especially when you're, when you're calling it loose, he's going to really dominate defensively because we already know how good of a defender OG is like arguably best in the world one-on-one defender type of deal so you give you know him that but also he's diving into the crowd he's dunking the ball hard in in, in traffic precious today you know he was also really really good nine of ten from the field uh for 18 points all those are downhill didn't have any like real like precious moments outside of the first half where he he dropped a couple passes or whatever but like you know he's you know super physical even Josh Hart coming off the bench playing super fit like that's the identity of their team Dante DiVincenzo super tough just like opportunistic offense around the rest of the team and and uh you know even he gets in for offensive rebounds and tip backs and all that kind of stuff I, I would love to see the Raptors move in that direction you know like I would love to see the Raptors move in that direction like I would love to see you know whether that the players um that they bring in are, are guys who invite that physicality or you know um, or the, the culture set with the team, or just even the way that they play. Um, but I would love to see that standard. You know, like, for example, on the Raptors tonight, the most physical player probably was R.J. Barrett. And p- some of that's credit to R.J. for sure. Like, he's, 
a master at, you know, uh, getting into the paint, consistently gets downhill. Obviously, defenses know that he wants to get to his left hand. The Knicks, who he played for for the last four years, definitely know that he wants to get to his left hand. And still, he's able to find ways around it and still get to the spots that he wants to. He plays physical and tough um, offensively, and I really appreciate that. But the rest of the group, I, I don't really know. You know, like, Scotty sometimes will play, you know, super physical and bumps, but... You know, you also see like if the if the no calls come, like you know, it really does affect him. Kind of drags down on him. You know, um, at one point he he like got to the basket and he got himself to the foul line. Uh, Brunson had to take the foul and he did. Um, and it wasn't even a hard foul or nothing, just like a regular foul. Like, okay, I'm a point guard. You know, this guy's six nine. He's he's got to step on me. I'm gonna grab his arm and make sure he doesn't get the the shot up. Like the most standard thing you would see in basketball. And then you can hear the microphone. The microphones are pretty well situated in this game. You can hear Scotty being like, you know, why, why are you always fouling me? And it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> First off, 100% everybody should be fouling in that position if they were Brunson. And second of all, you should be happy that you got fouled. Like, you got an opportunity to get to the foul line. You play through it. You don't let it affect you. Fortunately, he missed two free throws. I'm not going to put that against him. But, you know, that mentality of playing through the contact every single time and, and beating your opponent into submission, you saw that quality from the Knicks. You saw the second half where they just, like, punched the Raptors in the face repeatedly with the offensive rebounds, with how much they got into the paint. And, you know, you can see the crowd feed out the energy, and eventually it's a blowout, right? So I would love to see that quality from the Raptors. Um, I think the other thing, too, not- uh, you know, that's notable is just the Raptors have played great team basketball. There's no doubt. Like, they move the ball. You know, there's no selfishness, really, with the group. Uh, 29 assists today, even in a night where they didn't really shoot the three that well, didn't really get into the paint that well. He was, the Raptors were 41% overall from the field. Um, so they still had 29 assists. Like that, that's, that's indication they want to move the ball. But you also see very clearly, this is a team without a number one scoring option, right? On a night to night basis, you're probably going to see, you know, Scotty lead the team in scoring, RJ lead the team in scoring quickly. Sometimes the team is scoring, you know, it, it might move around, um, and partially that's a, a function of how they play. They definitely want to move the ball. The other thing is, you know, they traded Pascal. Like, that's their number one score. And so, for example, let's say you come into this game with Pascal Siakam. OG's 100% on, on Pascal Siakam the whole game. Now OG's on Scotty Barnes in this game. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that this is, like, you know, indicative of the whole thing because, like, the last two games, Scotty just had some really big numbers and also played without Pascal. So... You know, it's going to be up and down like this. But, you know, Scotty had nine points on 4 or 14 shooting, right? So who is going to be that number one score for you? Who's constantly causing problems for the other team the way Randall did, the way Brunson did, constantly inviting that double team, constantly able to get you a tough bucket, um, someone you can run plays for after timeouts that consistently gets to their spot, or even if they, when they get to their spot, they're kind of automatic, the way Brunson is kind of drifting on those catch-and-shoot threes, or Randall is kind of getting downhill. Like, where is that level of automatic? And, I mean, you know, I, I think that's where you need to see that growth and development from him quickly. Um, Quickly's shown a lot. He's, he's, he's been promising for sure. But I think on a scoring standpoint, you want to see more out of this. The fact that he only took eight shots, I, I get that he was double team. I really do. Like, I'm not asking him to four shots up against a double team. But the roster as is, like, is going to need somebody to lead the offense and, like, constantly, time after time, be undeterred. And you didn't see that from Scott. You didn't see that from quickly. Yeah, you can move the ball around a little, you know, whatever. Cool. Defenses are generally okay with like, all right, you know what? We're going to trap the ball and let Jonte Porter take his chances at the basket. 
we're going to let Thad Young slip behind us a couple of times. Okay, fine. Worst case scenario, Gary Trent has the catch and shoot for three. You'll live with that if you can neutralize the opposing player. I think the one guy today for me was RJ. RJ has consistently shown a level of offensive toughness where it's like he won't be denied. And of course, does that lead to some inefficient opportunities? Of course. Part of being a number one scorer is that you got to eat that. And I'm not saying that RJ is our number one scorer. I just mean if you're a consistent scorer like that, you're probably going to have to eat some inefficiency baked into your game. You know? Um, but you take the initiative to create an attack and you are relentless. And RJ, I thought, did that. I mean, the only thing wrong with RJ today's game was just he couldn't hit the free throws. And at one point, you could hear Julius Randle screaming, you know, I'm in his head, I'm in his head. Again, the, the microphones are well situated in this game. Well done to the production crew. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I felt like the game completely slipped from the Raptors when RJ went to the bench. And he didn't even see time in the fourth quarter. It wasn't benched, really. It was just a blowout. But 29 minutes for RJ, 20 points. Got to the, you know, shot efficiently from the field, eight of 15, three of nine from the free throw line. So, I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll probably see that. And, and that's the thing. Like, the first half, you saw the Knicks give the Raptors that respect. We're going to double team Scotty. We're going to double team quickly. Once they stopped doing that, Raptors offense completely died because there was not that one on one scoring. So, I'm not saying that you have Pascal and you win, you win this game or that, it, but I do think it's entirely different when you have somebody who consistently gets their own shot in an efficient way when you can get to them in certain spots. And so, um, that's not crying over spilled milk. That's acknowledging the reality that someone needs to step into that role, just like somebody needs to step into OG's role defensively. Neither of those two things have been replaced in in, in the slightest with this team, um, and so that now needs to be grown and manufactured, or eventually acquired through trade or draft. Um, but the roster as is, you're going to see a lot of these up and down nights. The positive thing today for me was the fact that Grady Dick got in for 15 minutes. And was able to knock down three threes. It should really be four. There's another three that he knocked down with a foot on the line. Um, pretty much all out of the corner. They might all be out of the left corner as well. But Grady got in the game and, you know, was really able to, uh, you know, just do the thing that he's supposed to do, which is knock down threes. And it was great to see that. Uh, a lot of those were set catch and shoot threes in the corner. Um, so it's not like these are the hardest shots in the world, especially not for like a sharpshooter. But nevertheless, he came in and he was effective with his opportunities. Um, uh, that's a huge step forward from a lot of the other games that he's shown recently. And I thought, you know, in terms of his team defense, you know, got in for a steal, uh, you know, came in for a couple of contested rebounds. That was good. Where the issue came in was when the other team decided, you know what? Grady Dick's on the floor. Let's go at him. Julius Randle, go one-on-one against Grady Dick. Uh, Jalen Brunson, let's make sure we get Grady involved in the action, get him forced into a switch, and go attack him. In those instances, he doesn't stand a chance. He really doesn't stand a chance. Maybe in the future he will, but still he gave you that offensive part with the jump shooting, and um, that's been great to see. Uh, it's been a quiet night for the bench, too. You know, If the Raptors were to have any chance to win this game, it would, you would need the Raptors bench to thoroughly outplay New York's bench. The, the Knicks have actually had a big struggle with getting production off their bench since the trade. Um but instead, you know, like the Precious of Chua outplayed everybody on the Raptors bench, you know, like easily. So that's tough. But still, um, Dennis with a really quiet night, two points on one of five shooting, 23 minutes, minus 13. Chris Boucher, five points in 11 minutes. But it's with Chris, I think it's like the missed opportunity. Like there was an and one opportunity he had a, that could have in a key moment that really should have been an and one. But instead, he doesn't make the, the, the runner and then he goes to the foul line and misses one of the free throws. So. Goes from a three-point play to a one-point play. Um, Thad Young, I mean, 
Yeah, uh, he's in a tough spot, you know what I mean? Like, um, again, he, he's been largely playing against third stringers, and, you know, uh, he shouldn't really have to be in uh, for these minutes, but Jakob's injury now leads to him playing small ball center, and there's just not much that he can do uh, beyond, you know, the occasional strip here or rolling to the basket here. But, you know, like, kind of a net negative at, at this point. I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect that in the slightest. I really respect that. Uh, Bruce Brown, um, eight points in 22 minutes. Yeah, unfortunately, just couldn't get some shots to drop. Kind of, you know, lost the ball a couple times here and there. We'll see if he's here long term. We, we really will. Um, I don't mind it. I, I think that anything that helps the Raptors play respectable basketball, I'm gonna like want and 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 covet. That's just kind of a general rule. But also at the same time, you understand the position the Raptors are in. Like, you know, they have taken away two of their top three players and. You know, now we are in this position, and so we got to see growth. So game to game, in terms of growth, we'd love to see quickly continue to find his spots offensively and take over um, and score. The Raptors badly need that. In terms of growth, I want to see Scotty play through calls, play through no calls, um, and be able to, you know, work more on his one-on-one shot generation. Um because it, it just wasn't a lot. There. Like, the rest of the connective stuff, he's really good at. We know that. But, again, to be number one player on the team, to be the franchise player type of guy, like, very few franchise player guys are not also the leading scorers for their team, right? And so, you know, that's ability to, to, to generate the offense, to score. We see it, like, there's no doubt. Like, the other game, for example, he just led the Raptors to score. I'm not saying he's not able. Just continue to find that consistency, you know. Even looking ahead to the offseason, getting a go-to shot. A go-to move that get that you can score with all the time. Love to see that. Um, Jonte, I think the finishing around the basket is is a key thing for him. He's going to be undersized, and and today, you know, as part of being promoted to the starters, is you play against tougher opposition. Like I think he would have had an easier time going against Precious, for example, than going against Hartenstein. But still, you know, not shying, like not having to pump fake three times and then maybe throw up a little sneak layup. Like play big, you know what I mean? Play bigger. And and I'm not saying he, I want him to turn into Shaq. It's not realistic. But, you know, find ways to, you know, play it off the glass, you know, floaters and stuff like that. Like, just more opportunities and, and to be sharper or finishing on the basket. Because I like a lot of other things he does. Defensively, I feel like he plays a lot bigger than he does on offense. Um, RJ, it just continued to find consistency with the shot. I love the way he's been able to get downhill, playing off the catch, although it's good. Um, but the, the shooting is, is quite inconsistent. This is not something that is uh, that much of a revelation when it comes to RJ. I think we've known this about him for you know, like half a decade at this point, even when he was a prospect or even when he was playing at Duke, this was kind of the same deal. But still, I mean, I like the aggressiveness. I like the toughness, um, you know. And then for the second unit guys, Grady just continued to come in and hit some threes. And, you know, that's largely if he hits his threes, people aren't going to complain the rest about the rest of it. And, and for him, like, yeah, he, his, his developmental path is to be that specialist. So if you're going to be a specialist, you better be really, really good at the one thing you, you're, you're specializing in. So unfortunately, the Raptors... Um, Lose this game, but uh, this is kind of going to be the norm going forward. So in terms of your three stars moving uh, from this game, first I'll give it to RJ. Again, I really appreciated his toughness offensively. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure, a lot of, you know, defensive coverages from the Knicks. And just seeing him get downhill and touch the paint the most times. Like, he's he's been the Raptors' best player um, at scoring in the paint with the ball driving from the top. Like, since the trade. Um, and... Yeah, it's been great watching it. Unfortunately, you need to see the free throws not be three of nine, but I think that's more of an aberration. He's like a 70, 75% kind of guy. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists for R.J. Barrett, a steal, uh, you know, competed defensively. Just He doesn't get stops defensively, but he does stay in the play. I mean, I guess that's like kind of halfway. That's a, You know what? That's a wins and lessons uh, way of praising defense. Um, your second star. Second star, man. Second star. Uh, honestly, probably quickly. Like, I, I, you know, I, I thought quickly, look, my thing with him is I wanted to see him assertive and look to score more often. Um, and he did have some defensive lapses as well. But I thought his playmaking was really good, um, you know, showed that aspect of his game. The Knicks clearly came out with the game plan to trap him and double team him. He's I don't want him to four shots over those. I want him to be able to score more one-on-one and stuff like that, which he didn't do so much in the second half. But playmaking was really nice. 12 points, 11 assists. I'll give him that. Third star, let's give it a Grady just because he was able to come in and knock down four jumpers. Happy for him. And uh, hopefully he, he takes some confidence out of this game. Uh, your Gerald Henderson Award winner for the random player that torched the Raptors. I mean, Precious Achua, man. Precious, I mean, it's not the same. Precious never had 18 and 11 uh, before. He's done that. But 18 and 11 on 9 of 10 shooting. Now, of course, a lot of this came during the part of the, uh, the, the, the game where it was inconsequential. A lot of it was against his old buddy, Chris Boucher. Um, but yeah, I mean, damn, <laughs> seeing Precious and Malachi come in and just score at ease. I'm like, damn, like, this is where we are now. This is where we are now. Like those used to be our problems and now they're problem. They're causing problems for us on the other side. But yeah, Precious, uh, you know, all credit to him. And he had some good blocks too. So, so shout out to Precious. Uh, that does it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe to the Raptor show. Again, it's, it's, it's about wins and lessons. It's about wins and lessons. So the lessons you take out of this day and then hopefully they can get a win at least it gets easier when they play next week when they take on memphis on monday so i'll be back after that game thanks once once again and uh have a nice rest of your weekend